With so many new articles coming out each month, who has time to read them all? On each episode of this podcast, we cover one article in the academic field of game studies in 15 minutes or less. Maybe you're an academic looking for a way to stay current in your field while also spending time on the treadmill, or maybe you're an avid gamer and theory crafter working on expanding your knowledge of games. Either way, listen in and listen up. Hi all, welcome to Game Studies Review. I'm Alex Lane and joined today by Andrew Carlson. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing well, Alex. Thanks um, for asking. Good to be here. You excited to talk about the article today? I'm totally excited. Thanks. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Ooh. Today we're talking about um, esports research, a literature review. So this was uh, published in 2020 and it is uh, written by uh, Jason Reitman, Maria Anderson Cotto, Minerva Wu, uh, G. Lee, and Constance Steinkuhler. So uh, pretty excited about that. Volume 15, uh, issue one, if you want to go look that up of games and culture. So current article, um, pretty excited about that. So what we'll do today, we'll start out with our summary. So uh, trying to keep our summary to a couple minutes here. Andrew, you want to uh, go first? Sure. So the article analyzed 150 articles uh, and divided those articles up into several different categories based on disciplinary boundaries. So the disciplines that they imposed on the corpus of articles included media studies, informatics, business, sports science, sociology, law, and cognitive science. So those were the categories they used to divide up all the different articles. And they had between 10 and 37 articles in the different categories. All right. Over to you. Yep. All right, over to me. So I'll dive in a little bit about what they said about each of these uh, different genres uh, quickly here. So uh, a lot of these are sort of, to me, when I'm reading, I'm like, duh. All right, but it's nice to have some research on uh, exactly uh, what kind of to confirm your beliefs. So uh, business pubs, what are business pubs talking about? They're concerned with consumption patterns surrounding games. They look a lot at international consumption of video games, different countries, and they rely on Hofstede, uh, which you know well, Andrew, I believe. Uh, sports science, uh, they're interested in the uh, issue of whether or not games are games and esports are sports. Um, particularly looking at physicality of games, the organization of games and competition. Cognitive science is interested in player performance, looking at recreational uh, versus elite players, informatics. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're varied. They're really looking at huge sets of data, which they talk about uh, games as kind of one of a kind because everything's recorded. They have a huge amount of data. Law, looking at issues of copyright, intellectual property, media studies, really hyper-focused on definition, delimination of various practices, um, also comparing it to chess, poker, that kind of stuff. Uh, also live streaming. Sociology really focuses on questions around live esports as an avenue uh, uh, and the interaction between the audience and gameplay and really look at uh, esports as an avenue of social change. And they also have focused more on gender and gaming than any other topic. Um, so what about the major contributions um, that you saw, Andrew? So what we found when we talked about the article and looked at the article was that the article looked across a lot of these, these different disciplines for common topics. And the thing that struck me and I think struck you at the beginning was that it had a really solid definition of esports um, that defined 
esports very nicely in a framework or a model that, that harkened back to Homo Ludens. And really, um, I found it really nice because I've been teaching that article recently in our game culture course. So it, it situated contest, esports, play, and all of those things in a, in a great model. They were citing another author uh, to do that. But I thought that was really an important use. And if you are teaching this or, or looking at theory building, I think that would be a useful thing to go have a look at just for your own um, edification. It could be really useful for students. They talked a little bit about um, the nature of expertise and how that played out in the different disciplines. I would actually defer to you if you had some stronger conclusions about that disciplinary area, Alex. Yeah. No. And then um, they also talked about how research into esports is sort of nascent. And, and I have a couple different feelings about this. One was that it means that most of the research is observational. There's little sort of um, intervention research or where there are interviews associated with it or whatever uh, sort of empirical stuff that we could bring in besides the observation. Um, I thought that the other, the thing about that, maybe we can come back to that in the limitations, but I think this idea of nascency is a little bit overused in this article, and I can explain why when we get to the limitations. The other contribution that I found very valuable was talking about APIs as a data source, and I think that is a, an area where we could really do a lot. Even if you are a, a scholar without a ton of um, say statistical analysis experience. There are many um, websites for games that that post um, trackers, kill trackers, game trackers, all of those things, and you could easily design a study around, say, the number of games a person plays in a play session and another variable like their kill death ratio or suicides or whatever you chose. There's a lot of really cool stuff that I think can be done with APIs that the article is just starting to touch on. So I found that valuable. Yeah, I, I completely agree with the uh, the addition of APIs and also just a general um, tactic for game studies to look across disciplines uh, for topics that are being talked about in different ways, but the same topic, I think is research we need to do more in game studies because we are interdisciplinary and we get so um, focused on our own on our own discipline, um, but but we shouldn't do that in game studies. So I thought that was really great. What about uh, major gaps? So you have a few noted. Yeah, so um, I think this is just a thing for us is that we don't have non English sources, and I think that's a, probably a limitation of just this, the sort of academic structures in which we operate. Um, but I think. This is, connects to the nascency of the field in the sense that there are non-Western cultures, which I think have recognized esports for a lot longer than we have. And so my hunch, although it's, it's not backed up by knowledge because I don't speak uh, Korean in particular, um, is that there are probably more English sources that we could draw on and that would give us a little more foundation for some of the conclusions that the authors are drawing. So some non-English sources I think would have been a benefit. The other thing that I think would have been nice to talk about in some of the fields outside 
of API data and law is cheating. Cheating was just in that category, particularly law. And I think it's connected to sociology. I think to some extent it's connected to informatics. And so I think the authors could have, could have maybe made a little stronger um, discussion about cheating and how it fits into some of these other disciplines. All right, so we'll move on and I'll talk about uh, what I loved. So things that I thought were great about this article, it was short, it was to the point, it was a good overview. Uh, I thought they were right up front with the limitations of their research, with their, which there were um, some, which uh, I'll talk about in our next uh, segment here in a second. And uh, let's see, so um, what, what, do you, what about you? What did you love? Well, the thing that I loved about it was what I said earlier, which is the possibility of APIs. And that immediately brought up, you know, I could do research on the game that I play, which is Destiny 2. I could, you know, just like immediately design a study using guardian.gg or Destiny Tracker and, and start looking at some variables um, together and see if there were any things that any conclusions that could be drawn from the interplay of all these different players and and variables. So, so that's really cool. I, I'm glad that that came out. Do you think it's bad that my favorite thing about it was that it was short? <laughs> I don't. So Cause we'll, that's, we'll, that's what we're here for. Right. I, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about a little bit about what I hated, which is too strong of a word. Uh, what I didn't love about the article, uh, the definitions used throughout, um, were really singular and detailed. And in this kind of, uh, uh, review, I wanted to, I wanted the examples to come from lots of sources. So they would dive in, you know, in sociology, it was, it was this X article. They talked about this, that's kind of an example, but I would want examples from a myriad, you know, and then, and, and they're uh, sort of those drive-by citations so that when I go to this, I could say, okay, I'm looking for esports research that like looks at cheating if for, to use your example. And then they would have a list of the drive-by citations for the research that, um, from all the different fields that would go into cheating or that would go into the interaction between the audience and the player during live sporting events, drive-by citations of a bunch of them. They didn't do that. They used one example. They we just have to take their word for it that the articles talked to, that there were multiple articles that talked about this. Um, so that was a disappointment to me or a missed opportunity. I also wanted it to do more work for me to draw conclusions about the gaps. Um, maybe comparing it to an established discipline. Uh, they just sort of left, left it out there for you to make your interpretation. But I, I, I don't know a lot about esports, so I couldn't make any interpretations. I wanted them to sort of do that work for me. Uh, they skipped rhetoric and they skipped techcom, which uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a bust for me. Those are pretty big fields that, that look at this, uh, that look at game, games and esports in general. So um, uh, Andrew, what about you? Yeah, I think those are good critiques. I also talked about the idea of nascency, and I explained that earlier, I thought that could have been done better. I think the disciplinary boundaries could have been expanded too to include things like cultural studies. Um, when we talk about cognitive um, science, I think it would be, and I mean, especially in the field of esports, I think we should be talking about flow. I, I have that book uh, sitting here somewhere. Um, and the flow state, right? And how important it is mm -hmm. for players of all levels. And I think, um, you know, maybe I'm asking too much to the authors and I'm sure the authors would have a perspective on why, well, maybe those articles just didn't show up. But 
in terms of the utility of gaming and, and why people engage in esports, I, I think flow is a big part of it. And I would have loved to at least seen a mention of that in the cognitive uh, science piece of the I'm article. I'm sure it's out there. It just wasn't talked about. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so for me, the bottom line about this article with an interdisciplinary field, it's important to always be looking around at what others are saying. So I love this kind of research. Um, I love the lit review uh, style. I, I really think it's going to be a problem for game studies if we ignore work outside of our own field. So I like that this article was published. I, I think they did a pretty good job um, within the parameters. We have a few um, things that we could pick on, but but uh, but otherwise, I, I like the model of what this is doing. What about the bottom line for you, Andrew? Yeah, the bottom line for me is similar to you. I think it's really nice to have a uh, an example of an article that does a literature review or kind of a meta-analysis of a bunch of different articles and how that sample is drawn and how the authors decided to categorize the different articles is useful for people who might decide they want to do something similar. Um, I found some of the, the conclusions in the different disciplinary areas interesting and, and useful, and I think there are a lot of things to be explored. My critiques about non-English sources, I think, are to be expected. You know, I, I think we all in kind of the monolingual world that many of us live in, um, that's, that's what we're stuck with. Uh, but I think there's more out there. And I think one of the things we should always be promoting is how to get people from other cultures involved in this kind of research so we can learn uh, more from other, you know, language writers. And game studies review will now be coming to you in five different languages, 10 different languages. <laughs> yeah, if only. I can do it in Swahili. All right. But done. that's not going to be probably that useful. So next episode coming to you in uh, Swahili. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye everybody. Do you have an article you want us to review? Email us at gamestudiesreview at gmail.com today.